Hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. This episode marks number 77 of our humble little show. It is Saturday, July 31st, 2021 in the year of our Lord. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and confidant, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. Confidant. Confidant. Like yeah. I've said colleague. I've said a lot yeah. of different things. Mm. Colleague, co-host, but confidant is really I mean, what yeah. you are. Over the past two years, like, I mean, we've always kind of divulged info to each other, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like this podcast has made us even stronger. It's all about the show before the show. It's all yeah. about that off the record. Yes. Today we're we're living squeaky clean lives because uh, we didn't really have anything off the record yeah. today. Yeah, I had nothing for you. All that means is I'm lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not confident. <laughs> Great. I, I do confide in you more than others. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I don't have any show notes today, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm sure we're going to get into on this fine weekend. Yeah, we'll peruse the topics of the week and just kind of see how we're feeling. All right, let's get into it. Let's get it! It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Episode number 77, buddy. Here we are. We're doing better. Uh, it, we only broadcasted uh, 10 days ago. Yeah. So it's the 10-day catch-up podcast. We're doing pretty good. How have you been over the last 10 days, my friend? It's been busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had school registration on Wednesday and Thursday. And um, this year, I was in charge of the books like all every student that needed to order a book or purchase a textbook um i was their point man so it was interesting being the person who is telling these parents like how much they're gonna pay um after they had just like gone through the tuition process and now they're like oh like that's not like some of the parents were like oh that wasn't including the books and now i'm about to spend a couple more hundred dollars and and then they're like what's the serial number and putting that in trying to find cheaper ones which you know i get um but i'm definitely like i don't like being the person that's gonna be like hey you have to spend several hundred more dollars on this especially for families that were already like working really hard to get their kids making into sacrifices school. for private education yeah to begin with that's uh this is this is actually an interesting topic. I want to stay on this for a second. Mm -hmm. Like college textbooks were always so cost prohibitive. Yeah. Like six hundred dollars yeah. sometimes to the extent that there were many kids at Swahoo that for forego I, yeah. books. My my last three years of college, I did not purchase any books. Well, and I'm I'm trying to think, even the semesters that I purchased books, I think that the agenda was that you showed up to the first class to get the syllabus to mm -hmm. understand 
is the book even necessary? Yeah. You know? Yeah. For me, like, uh, especially, you know, for the majority of my time in college, I'm taking these lit classes. I'm like, most of these stories are online. Right. So, um, I was able to forego purchasing a lot of my textbooks, the education for my education classes. I had to purchase some here and there. Um, but yeah, even for my master's classes, I haven't purchased any. So that that was going to be my next train of thought is, you know, the online aspect of all of this. Like, right. isn't the majority of work turned in even at the high school level where you're at, like online anymore? Like yes. Google Classroom and different yep. boxes like that? Yeah. So what what textbooks do these kids need in physical form? Um. For me, okay, so like I have certain novels that we're reading, right? And it's more convenient for me to be like, take everything off of your desk, take out your book, and we're reading it. it, it we could, and I, and I, and they do use their Chromebooks sometimes, but then I have to be a lot more attentive to like making sure that they're on the right thing and they're not goofing off and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a lot easier just for like classroom management to know that they only have their textbook out, if that makes sense. No, 100%. Um, that's that's weird that I hadn't thought about like different tabs that they could be in, like YouTube TV mm -hmm. on one and then To Kill and, a Mockingbird in the well, other. Yeah, and we have programs that uh, we can kind of lock their screen, but we, I mean, we have some smart kids that, you, you, you know, like back in whenever we were in high school, we would try to find loopholes and stuff, and, and well, they've managed that. And those are going to be the smartest among us. You yeah. know, those are the kids that are going to go on to design the next learning management system program. Yeah. You know, Dude, I have one. There's one student who would rat out other students for being on the wrong website and like would get them blocked. But he does the same thing and he just finds it a challenge to like find the next loophole. Like, OK, we blocked this site or we we learned how to lock their screen and then he'll go and find another way around it. And he just gets joy out of that and like screwing over his classmates probably a future software developer at facebook or something honestly yeah it's it's pretty crazy but yeah so uh we we kind of have a mixed uh methods there for what we do with the textbook so but yeah it was an interesting couple days question at the lower grade level mm -hmm. uh when you, you say lower grade is that i mean like you're starting to learn to write okay D is penmanship still as crucial of a situation um it's less i don't i don't know if cursive is being taught anymore i remember transitioning from one private school to another and the new private school was already on cursive mm -hmm. and um i had to learn that in a gif but my handwriting looks like michael j fox at a parking <laughs> meter you know it's like it's so shaky all yeah. over the place i often have to stick around when you open your card for me to ensure that you don't need a translator yeah I, <laughs> to go with it i have decent like you can definitely understand what i'm writing but it still like looks a little sloppy but yeah they uh, you know whenever i was in school they definitely hammered in like cursive is the future <laughs> like you need to know how to do all this <laughs> and it's just like that's not dude we were on the cusp anymore. like it was just a few short laters that you were in an aol chat room yeah you know, because if you learn cursive at what, six, seven, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. I'm like maybe cursive for your signature, but that's, that's about it at this point. I think it's helpful for view only at least to be able to read it because um, there's different manuscripts or whatever you would say, I guess. <laughs> like some people would write cursive like on checks and stuff, but you know, now we have Venmo. Like, 
Well, and the other thing is, is it imperative that you learn to write English words or is it better to be skipping ahead to learn how to communicate via code, communicate with computer servers? I mean, and I think there's studies that can back this up, but I, I believe, you know, your penmanship, whenever you're writing something down, it also helps with the memorization. Yeah. And you don't get that as much um, using other devices. The problem is the integrity of my note page just slips like a third of the way through. Like it'll start, you know, okay, Carson was really trying. And then I just get up and yeah, you see about two thirds. There's where his wrist cramped. Well, you know me, like I like to speak very fast uh, before I've thought about what I'm going to say next. And I write the exact same way. So when I'm typing, you know, it's to the extent that if I was writing a term paper in college, I would leave words out, mm-hmm. you know, upon second revision yeah. because I was already onto the next thought. Or you can go back and like get in between that paragraph and add some more information rather than if you were writing on a piece of paper, <laughs> like you'd have to draw an arrow like this is supposed to go here. You know? Yeah, I already had to leave blanks to, uh, you know, go get all the research to back up the point that I had made. <laughs> So yeah, I'd write the opinion thesis and then yeah. I'd be like, time to find some sources <laughs> for that bibliography, up. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, so in my class, we definitely do a little bit of both. Um, whenever we do creative writing, for the most part, they are handwriting their stories. Really? Um, and then also with like vocabulary. Um, because I again, I think that helps with memorization, essays and... Um, I don't know. It depends on the assignment. Some short answers, they do computer, some paper, but especially with COVID happening, we, we shifted a lot of the assignments to online. Yeah. Well, they'd have to like scan a handwritten document. Yeah. That's interesting. I was going to say something, um, like 40 episodes ago, shoot, what was I going to say? It was about this. Keep going. I, okay. Um, where, did it have to deal with assignments? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you, like 40 episodes ago, you had told me something about how 18-year-olds couldn't even diagram a sentence or something. Yeah. What is what is the diagramming situation look like nowadays? Um, I've had some students, you know, depending on the school that they went, they practice it a little bit in middle school, and then I have some that have never done it at all. So, Do kids know what adjectives and adverbs are and nouns and pronouns? It, it's it's a literally kid, but it's not class by class, it's kid by kid. They know what pronouns and, are because those have become very popular, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not sure about adverbs. Uh, yeah. Um, but even then, with the pronouns, yeah, they're... All right. <laughs> they're like they and them and that, yeah. that's kind of it but they them um no there are several assignments that i give to freshmen or sorry uh sophomore juniors and seniors that it's the same assignment just to kind of evaluate where they're at and give them like a quick crash course before we, we move on um just because it's it's yeah it's very uh mixed as far as them knowing aptitude levels yeah gotcha do you have uh well i guess you haven't started yet so you start next week so next week is our teachers convention in san marcus and then the following week is school oh, back to san marcus huh yep don't lose your phone buddy yeah. <laughs> hang on to, yeah i may not go swimming this time around i just risk getting choked out with a microphone cord just now <laughs> nah you're good 
so it's been we we lasted this on June twenty one. Okay. What day was that? I don't know. Don't get me lying. Were we not here this past weekend? Did we, did I come like on a Thursday or something? The twenty first was last Wednesday. So oh. that's oh we did it on the day that we were supposed to. Oh yeah, we made a big deal about it yeah. then too. Did you listen to it? No. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I lived that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I know that uh, Cameron Burks reached out to us and he listened, and then also you know I know we kind was of was he trying to say solid? I, th- I think what did he say? Sold? No, I th- he sold like because you were like this episode has this this and this, and he's like sold like. So I didn't know if he was like saying that in anticipation of listening to it, or if he had mistyped solid while listening or post listening. No, it. I think he was sold on the episode, and then he pressed play. And then I'll also, I know we kind of do this at the end, but before I forget, I want to shout out uh, Peter and Cynthia Gust. Uh, they are moving to Austin, I believe, uh, from Cali. Man, and, uh, Austin got them? Yeah. We'll circle back on that, But Gusts. we'll be able to see them a little bit. But uh, they were listening to us on their during their move. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. So I tweeted them that. from the show. Uh-huh. One of her tweets like went viral. She was like, hey, about the road trip to Texas. What <laughs> podcast should I listen to? And it was uh-huh. like, I mean, she must have gotten 50,000 impressions on this tweet. Yeah. Um, and I tweeted back just like emojis of us waving because <laughs> um, I got the sense that she probably had listened to an episode or two. Yeah, I, I didn't know about him. They've but tuned in a couple times, actually. I recently followed him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He had hit me. He's a a golfer okay. so he had hit me on a couple of my golf posts especially when i'm down in like uh johnson county area when mm-hmm. i went to southern oaks or hidden oaks and burleson he talked about how he was playing that back in the day and i think i'd seen him on twitter or something and i was looking i always like vet your twitter because i follow about 60 people <laughs> and you could be my best friend in the world um and lovely and have ten thousand tweets but if the last one was like June of 2020, I'm not going to follow you because it's yeah, not live. You're not consistent. Well, his stuff was like all the way up to date. It was like Robin Hood advice, like different. I mean, Peter's is? Yeah, I, all the same interests that. I must not follow. I, Peter, I need to give you a follow. I, I think it was, uh, I think we were already connected on Instagram, but I followed him on Twitter because um, I was it? like, okay, I'm going to actually learn something from this probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even think I knew he was on Twitter. I'm pretty so sure cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not dreaming this. It was like I immediately saw like the dollar stock market signs in his tweets and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is I mean, he was making like speculations yeah. and it was kind of interesting. So okay. I yeah. went and followed him. Uh, that's awesome. cool that they're coming to Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. Like when when they posted all their photos recently of like the journey and you think mm-hmm. back to like how long it's been since we were all together in college yeah. and he's been grinding on this education the entire time yes like i can't <laughs> yeah like we stopped yeah <laughs> and this dude he just been, like, got done he finally picked his head up out of the book like and so congratulations yeah i mean congrats he'll be a gajillionaire and respected by his peers for the rest of his life but yeah. um quickly surpass us but at the same time like <laughs> eight years in Loma Linda and getting to this point and then Austin absorbs them, man, screw Austin. I'm so <laughs> sick of everybody moving. That's to Austin. Okay. It, they're at least a little closer. And now the, For sure. the next move to Dallas will be even easier. There you go. Yeah. I like how you said Dallas and not Fort Worth. Well, I figured for him. Yeah. Dallas would be a good, 
What kind of doctor is he? You always ask me these questions, dude. Well, sorry, dude. Like, He's a I, doctor, dude. Is that you know not, them better is that than not I do. enough for you? You went to you went to Burton with her, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. It's cool to see. Um, there's a couple relationships from back then where they just like identified each other mm-hmm. and never looked back. And even though they were young, you can tell that people are like still in love. They still genuinely like enjoy kicking it together. Mm-hmm. And it's refreshing to see those people that you know. Sometimes I've probably looked down on. Um, making marriage decisions at a very early age, but some of these people are standing the test of time and knew what they were doing. Yeah, and they're like solid. Yeah. Um, dermatology. Ooh, yeah. dope. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah, he'll definitely be in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Peter, be in Plano. Peter, I got this spot that I need you to check out. Yeah. <laughs> you got another <laughs> one, bro? <laughs> What's yeah, going on now? I, you know, I have more of these bumps that I removed, but uh. They're just not on a nerve. So where, like, uh, my elbow. Uh uh-uh. uh. I have like uh one on my back, uh, two on my stomach, one in my leg. Oh my goodness! Apparently, like, it's a genetic thing, and they are not harmful unless they're pushing down on a nerve and doing all that. But anyway, I was joking about the spot, and I, I will be okay. I promise you. All right, looks like uh, Carson's eyes are like super wide right now, and well, yeah, I didn't realize that there was like multiple of these. Yeah. What what do we call them? Uh, tissue, fatty tissue uh, deposits, or uh, Brock had told us that one day, and lipoma, lipoma. Mm-hmm. I think it's mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs> so you should probably yeah. get in on that if class action lawsuit <laughs> that they've been doing for the last thirty years. Yeah. We're sitting here watching the only portion of the Olympics that I really care about, which is golf. I got to tell you, the beautiful thing about golf and the PGA Tour and the majors and all of this is that I already know all the players from all the different countries. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm pulling for Australia just like I am America because I watch these guys every Sunday. Yeah. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, like Victor Hovland's teeing it up for Norway. Mm -hmm. You got Carlos Ortiz and Abraham Anser from Mexico. Um. You know, are you mocking me right now? No. You little butthole. I just want to sound like I'm in the know. The whole point is that golf is already so international and truly a world sport. And the cool thing is that... But every most of these events are international, though. Shut up. Like um, everybody, <laughs> everybody swims. Even um, Hideki Matsuyama is... Uh, it, so they're in Tokyo. They're in Japan. Okay. And he just won the Masters. He's the first ever... Japanese-born player on tour to win a major, okay. and he won That's the Masters. So he's like kind of hometown hero at the moment, which is super meaningful and cool. Love that. I let's talk about everything else about the Olympics. Okay. Like, well, uh, before we get, uh, no, you do your thing. No, um, go ahead. I, I, you know what I want to talk about. I know. So, I, uh, <laughs> we cannot be disrespectful to uh, Katie Ledecky. All right, the swimmer. I saw something where it was like she, her, her, like the top ten positions. I'm just, were I'm just gonna read this little okay. paragraph for you, okay. and then we can discuss. Katie Ledecky set the 800 meter world record at 16 years old in 2013, at eight minutes 13.86. Uh, Today, someone finally broke that record, um, and it was Titmus. Uh, she swam at 813.83. 
Now Ledecky has swam faster than that 23 times over the past eight years, but someone just now caught up to 16-year-old Ledecky. 28-year-old Ledecky. No. Someone finally beat her record at when she was 16. Oh. Nobody has beaten that record except for herself. Oh, goodness. And she's beaten that 23 times. So someone just caught up to her world record she set and uh, she set at 16 besides herself. I'm not, I'm not really uh, familiar with her too much. Like we all know Phelps mm-hmm. and who is that dope Ryan? Ryan, Ryan Lochte. Did you watch his show ever? I didn't even know. Somebody gave him a show. Yes, dude. He had like an MTV reality show or um, something. That's like, unsurprising. It, he's so dumb. Yeah. He was so dumb. Yeah. He was like Jersey Shore if they were just a little bit more disciplined in the pool. Well, yeah. Remember he got into that legal trouble because he had lied about um, being robbed or something. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Whenever they, were, so whenever they were in that country. He was, he was in Rio, yeah. yeah. He lied about being uh, assaulted in a, a favela mm-hmm. in Rio. Mm-hmm. Oh, what an idiot. That's a little Jussie Smoulet. Yeah, he was the original. Yeah, Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to shout out Katie Ledecky, USA baby. Um, and she just, I think she's won two golds so far this year i could be wrong but anyway what's um, the medal count look like uh, I, for just like usa in general or what are you talking about uh, just the country leaderboard essentially um it, it just feels like this is definitely an asterisk uh olympics due to people having to sit out due to covid and i'm also just like uh, we got to talk about simone biles sure. obviously yeah um pulling out of the women's uh like all around final or mm-hmm. something like that like it, it was a single event or do, do you have any insight on what it, exactly she set out because she didn't preclude herself from other events i don't believe. yeah i think there's still two more events that she can join um but real quick to answer your question so for these olympics uh it's looking if we're just talking do you want uh, which country has the most medals, like bronze, silver, gold, or just gold? Or like, <laughs> yeah, I want it like they normally do it: gold, silver, bronze. Okay, so China has twenty-one gold. Yeah. Uh, Japan has seventeen gold, and U.S. has sixteen. Oh. Um, but uh, China and U.S. are tied for forty-six medals um, altogether at this point for this year. Wow, it's like so analogous of the world economy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. If if we owed China like fifty medals, then <laughs> then that would be analogous, okay. I guess. But that's um, good. okay, so back to Simone Biles. Um, yeah, so at first it was uh, I've heard three things. She pulled out because of uh, mental health issues. Uh-huh. I also heard that was it on the uneven bars or some sort of dismount that she had experienced the spins uh-huh. was incapable of doing her two and a quarter spin rotation and sticking a landing. She only yeah. did one and a quarter she, and she managed to find herself and still landed that flip. Um, but it wasn't the one that she intended, but that um, there are reports that that had shaken her up. A bit. Yeah. Like she thought she could hurt herself mm-hmm. and that she was disoriented. Yeah. And I, I heard that, other gymnasts came to her defense to talk about, hey, the spins are real or like mm-hmm. losing yourself in the motion. Yeah. Um, 
in latest news, I also heard that she has ADHD and has been prescribed ADHD medication <laughs> for five years, five or five or eight years, something like that. Yeah. Um, she's on the medication Ritalin and I believe that she won all of her gold medals in Rio on Ritalin. Wow. Japan has a different code when it comes to uh, RX prescription okay. drugs. Apparently Japanese rules overshadow Olympic committee rules. So mm. the Olympic committee can have their, you know, doping yeah. substance abuse policies, but you also have to adhere to Japan and mm. Japan actually only prescribes Ritalin for sleep disorders in very limited capacity. Wow. And so she was not allowed to take her Ritalin into the Olympic village or whatever and use it. I, I, I haven't heard that at all. That's I heard that on flagrant too. Um, and to me, I mean, that makes the most sense of anything. Sure. Cause it's like, if you're accustomed to a certain cocktail and yeah. process where it's like your physical body, your emotional body and your mental body all react in a controlled narrative each day. Yeah. You know, she, she's practiced on that. That's what she's, that's her consciousness, you know, and now her consciousness is like totally altered and yeah. open as a result of this medication situation. Right. Um, so I don't know which of these was, do you have any insight on which was the real front runner? Or? Um, for, I, I mean, it's sounding like it's a combination of all of those. I will just throw in that. Let's not forget many of the tricks that she was doing. They would not award her like more. They deemed a lot of the flips and tricks that she was doing were too dangerous for the other gymnasts. And so they were really holding her back as far as uh, the point system goes. Really? They, yeah. Like she was setting the curve and. Yeah. Like she's the only one that has ever done these tricks. And um and so they like capped her points, if that makes sense. Interesting. Um, and so that right there would rub me the wrong way because what is, what is the point of the Olympics? Uh, to me, it's just to see like the best ever. Okay. And so if you are the only one that can perform these flips and, and whatever else you're doing, like that should make you the best and that should be awarded, not you shouldn't have to hold back because others can't do them. Yeah. And I think that the history books are going to display an uneven playing field because the drugs of choice, the ways to soup yourself up or cheat or gain a advantage for all of the sports ever mm -hmm. have changed from the times of the Romans to, you know, uh, medieval times to like ev every different century, you know, the, the way you juice yourself up in the 1800s and early 1900s. And that that's the amazing narrative to see where it's like Coca-Cola started with real cocaine in it, you know? Yeah. Like they used to have, have you ever seen like an old timey cutout print ad of like heroin, <laughs> you know, for yeah. like uh, house moms, mm -hmm. housewives, like would yep. literally do heroin. Right. And you know, there's, that was the norm. There's so many um, prescribed forms of like methamphetamine and, um, uh, benzodiazepines, mm -hmm. opioids, it, it, 
there's a really fascinating podcast with Joe Rogan and this guy that it might have been Michael Wolf or something like that. I don't quote me on that. We'll have to maybe research that for the show notes. But this one guy that did a deep dive on drug use uh, over the centuries and like realized that, you know, one of the most abused or maybe not abused, but utilized drugs in the world is caffeine mm -hmm. and how if you go off of caffeine, which he did for three consecutive months, how it was just like this emotional plague on him and how he could never get back to this, like, you know, all pistons firing mm -hmm. uh, productivity level. And he did a, a deep dive on the history of coffee's introduction to the world. And coffee was responsible for like the industrial revolution. Wow. Like he literally, there, there's an eight minute segment on JRE clips. Uh, if you go type in JRE clips, um, caffeine or coffee, mm -hmm. You'll probably get an eight or 10 minute segment on this. That's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And he directly traces, you know, it's not only uh, our ability to get caffeine out of coffee beans, but also the system of like understanding that we could boil water mm -hmm. and purify it because for so many centuries, everybody, women, children, and men would drink beer all day. They would drink fermented uh, alcohol. Because that was safer than any water source that they could find because it had gone through the fermentation process. Dang. So you would typically in the fields be, you'd have a canteen of beer or some sort of fermented juice almost. Yeah. And they would give that to the 10 year olds. You, you drank beer your whole life all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And then we figured out how to like distill, boil the coffee beans, whatever. We got the return on energy from that. And that's literally what started, you know, all the innovation that you see for the last several hundred years. That's crazy. Yeah. I definitely want to listen. I might listen to that whole episode. And, and I'm probably messing up the historical timeline of that in that, you know, it was probably, I, I forget the year that it was discovered or the direct correspondence to the next sure. big wave of innovation and, mm -hmm. and just work. But, uh, it was just talking about how as humans, we're kind of just mopey <laughs> otherwise in yeah. like a natural state. Um, and with things like, uh, amphetamines, caffeine, you know, all of these uppers mm -hmm. are truly responsible them up. for like the skyscrapers that we see yeah. around us. These great feats that we've accomplished. Anyway, that was a total tangent. I apologize. But That's okay. That's my whole point being that, you know, the, the cocktail that runners were taking in 1914, mm -hmm. it, you know, is it was it illegal then? And it's not illegal now, but we're on new things now that would yeah. skew the history books anyway. Like it was never an mm -hmm. even playing field. So sure. why don't we just let anybody be on anything they want? You know, that's not just like a raw street drug or something, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe you can't shoot up meth yeah, right before you run. But other than that. Okay. So let's just take the general one that athletes typically do like steroids. Right. Right. Um, so what if there are a group of athletes that don't want to partake in that? Like, do you think there should be two different, should they allow like two different, uh, leagues? No, no. Cause then I think people would juice in the, the non juicing league to gain an advantage, but they already tried doing that. So all they would have to do is get tested. Right. Well, I mean, did you watch Icarus? I didn't, but I, I think I'm familiar with Icarus is a, a documentary on Netflix or HBO about Russian state sponsored doping program and how they would, 
they literally circumvented all the rules. Aren't they participating this year under a different name and logo? I have no idea. It's like not Russia or something. Really? I, I might be mistaking that. I feel like there's... I get my news and like updates from so many different sources yeah. and it'll be a clip over here and then a headline over there. And um, I don't feel like my, my knowledge runs deep on a lot of these situations. ROC. ROC. Yeah. Russian know. Olympic committee. I don't know. They're, they're having to participate under like some sort of different flag or logo or yeah. something. Cause the Russian Olympic committee is a workaround for Russian athletes to compete in Tokyo. ROC athletes can't show the Russian flag. Russia was banned from this year's Olympics due to a state-sponsored doping scheme from 2011 to 2015. It just seems like um, sports is for, you know, inspiration of the spectators involved in all these different things, and we want to see the Lewis Hamiltons of the world. We mm -hmm. want to see the Mark McGuire's of the world, the Barry Bonds, the... LeBron James, you know, and I'm not accusing LeBron of anything, but, right. um, you know, whatever they do, plus if, if steroids were all available, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody had access to them, I think that you would still have people that would win on tour or win an NBA championship and, and be clean, you know, yeah. um, it would just be a decision at that point. But the whole point being that it's for entertainment purposes. Why are we being so much holier than thou about this? Well, because the only, like, again, the, I, the only thing, the only argument that I'll make on that is the Olympics is supposed to be the best of the best, right? So, yeah, and it's not this year because people are out due to COVID. A lot of people couldn't make the trips. Some people smoked weed. Some people couldn't take their Ritalin. Some people just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Like, mm -hmm. it seems like every big headline about this year's Olympics has nothing to do with an athlete's performance. Yeah. Yeah, you know more about the ones that couldn't make it. Totally, a hundred percent. Because those are the ones that make it to all of media. Yeah, you know where it's like I'm. I'm not sitting there watching the Today Show. You know, yeah. I'm not reading. But what made the Today Show, TMZ, Us Weekly, ESPN, every podcast you listen to, mm -hmm. plus your Twitter, you know, feed, regardless yeah. of the algo rhythm. Mm -hmm. You know, Simone Biles. Uh, well, uh, Shikari Richardson. Yeah, and which is very annoying because so Simone dropped out. Their team still won, I believe, silver, and then one of the U.S. Uh, girls in like a solo one still won a gold, uh, SUNY, and so, but you don't really see those highlighted as much. It's really just for the clickbait and the drama. And oh. well, Simone was definitely the most famous gymnast on the team. Agreed, but there should still be a lot of light shown on our U.S competitors that are getting medals oh 100 100 percent. but like the, I, I don't think the simone thing is like she felt she couldn't do it okay so great let her do that you don't need to rip her apart for it i, I don't think it's un-american in my opinion you know a lot of people are like well that's why i'm not watching the olympics and it's like i don't know i i have seen a lot of that where it's like the right the right wing conspiracy media immediately was like how selfish like what if what if our fighter pilots just get you know had a bad mental Which health day or whatever completely i saw a meme wrong that, comparison and analogy i saw a meme that put it into perspective for me and it was uh all those people that are over there saying it's like un-american that she pulled out of this one event like what about dustin johnson not going over to compete 
you know, in the mm -hmm. Olympics because of X, Y, or Z, like he's number one or two in the world yeah. and, you know, decided to sit out, but nobody cares. Cause he's mm -hmm. like a otherwise professional that we see every week and yeah. probably he's a, a man, he's white. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think everything has to be taken into consideration in terms of people's yeah. bias. Like would Simone have gotten as much flack if she was white? Yeah. Um, if I were on the other side of the argument for that, he chose not to go before any of it happened, right? And Simone, like a lot of people, the argument is, well, Simone took somebody else's place who could have been. Has she produced Olympics. for us? Has she produced any medals? <laughs> I agree. This this Olympics? I'm asking. Oh, this Olympics? Um, I thought, let me check. Like, was it a complete waste that she went or did she contribute to the team? How does um, it even work? There's like individual events and then team mm -hmm. events too? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Women's gymnastics is like, you know, in uh, the Winter Olympics, it's all about the figure skating, and I can't mm -hmm. stand it. It's so boring. Yeah, I'm not a... It's like performance it's art. It's like an opera. Yeah. Anyway, um... I, I feel like if I'm being truly honest with myself, no matter what, when the right-wing conspiracy media comes down on you, it would have been advantageous to her to be white in that situation versus being African-American. I feel like she probably got more flack as a result. Mm -hmm. And I, I just truly believe that. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that she had gotten any of it. Not kind of sucks. It's not and, right. Hey, she's also like the last of the Olympic girls who were abused by. That was another narrative that I saw. I yeah. didn't realize that she was in that line mm -hmm. of Larry Nasser victims. Yes. Was she really? Yes. Oh, well, then what is so anybody like, talking about? I'm like, and and she's still here. And and so then people are like, well, if if she's still scarred from that, why is she still participating? And, it, oh. and like, I know, I know. Oh. Like, it makes Who said that I, I've just Jeez. nobody, nobody that I like, oh no, no, but I've seen that in threads. And I'm just oh like, goodness, ridiculous, man. Wow. Like. You shouldn't even say that. Yeah. I mean, you should say whatever you want, but that's that's really mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, she's she's still a child, right? Like, how old is she? Yeah. Um, is she? I don't know how old she is at all. Was see. she sixteen in the last one? Yo, know. that is a terrible thing to put on a child. Yeah. If she truly was among the last of those victims, then. We owe her a debt of gratitude for even staying on the team. Yeah. She's, you know? She's 24. She's 24. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that, yo, that's so. Yeah, it's messed up. Did you see the the guy that went viral? I don't know if she was a fighter or a wrestler, but he slapped her in the face to get ready. No. Oh, you haven't seen this? I don't think so. There was a, I don't remember what sport He'll, it oh, was. Oh, wait, was he trying to like hype her up? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he like slaps her in the face uh -huh. three times and yeah. it looks almost refreshing. I've had people yeah. do that to me, right. <laughs> but uh, it went viral. And mm -hmm. then people were like, dude, it's a man hitting a woman in the face, like yeah. point blank. But of course she, it was their routine. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> life Canc is so weird. Canceled. Dude. The funny part too, is that I don't think as Americans, anybody knows, well, there's 32 events and they're going to do mm -hmm. the pole vault and then they're going to do the rings and then they're going to do yeah. the uh, pommel horse. Mm -hmm. And, if she does 18 out of 32, like yeah. we don't know. So if you didn't tell us that she was sitting out of an event and you just didn't tell us about the event, we would never know. A lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah. 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 Most people wouldn't know.
I'm like, all I care about is synchronized swimming. So, <laughs> JK. All I care about is that that golf. We're watching yeah. the the leaders are teeing off as we speak. Xander Schauffele is holding it down for the Americans at minus eleven, number one spot. Pretty exciting. And then you got Carlos Ortiz in second place at minus ten. Yeah, he's kind of breakthrough. He just won in Houston at the Valero Open. Okay, uh, for the first time on on tour, he's like legit, pretty young. And he's in second. Yeah, he's currently in second. Nice. And then Hideki Matsuyama, um, hometown hero, Japanese player. Mm-hmm. He's in third at minus nine. Nice. Either that or these are yesterday's scores, and I'm I don't even know what we're watching. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm late to the party on this, but um, what I've been watching this week, okay. since you asked, is uh, True Detective Season 3 on HBO with Mahershala Ali. Okay. And I don't know the other actors, but... I, I've seen... I think I've only seen the first two, and so it, it's a different storyline every season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't McConaughey, like in... McConaughey and Woody Harrelson were uh-huh. the detectives in Season 1. Yeah. Vince Vaughn and... Oh, Was it like, wasn't it like James on. Franco? No, oh, really? no. Oh. Who was season two? I feel like I watched season two, but I can't hardly remember it. Mm-hmm. Season one was so riveting. Um, in season two, it was Colin Farrell. Oh, that's right. And Vince Vaughn was in it. Rachel McAdams, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Star studded. This been a season while. is really interesting. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I went I, through and cleaned out all my, I think I was talking last time about how easy Amazon makes it to mm-hmm. just have all these subscriptions. So I went in and uh, just checked in on Epic's uh, stars. I kind of did a click through of their inventory and then I went and managed all of my subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, go to your Amazon account, people, because you don't know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I was still on monthly when I could have been saving on annual. So they extracted that from me. I went nice. to annual billing for Prime. And then I canceled Epics, I canceled Stars, I kept HBO, and then you know my my Prime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also canceled Waking Up Premium, and just decided to use the practice ones, because um, that's all I I did the normal daily meditation with Waking Up, the ten minute version every day. But I don't know, he has this like going eyes open so much lately that I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I need to be eyes closed for this. That's fair. Anyway. Um, yeah, I love Mahershala as an actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, incredible. Um, yeah, I'll definitely. I That must have just been off my radar. I didn't even know a season three came out. Yeah, I don't even know what, what year it was. Because if you look at the, the cover of season one with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, like, they look younger, dude. Yeah, like, it, was a, it was several years we're ago. We're talking probably at least five or eight years ago at this point. Yeah. And that means that they probably shot it eight, nine years ago. Uh, True Detective season one, I believe, uh, twenty fourteen. Oh man, so it was seven years ago. Yeah, crazy. it's crazy that seven years ago. I was, I, seven years ago, I was graduating college. Well, I didn't have to keep track. I, I'd been graduated from college for three years. I'd been living on my own for three years. You know, typical, normal bachelor watching True Detective, just <laughs> geeking out on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and. Uh, that was seven years ago. It's yep. crazy. Wild time. Okay, so you're enjoying that. You've been watching anything else? Um, 
I, I watched a couple more of those. I think you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Showed that to some people. Like, oh my goodness. It was funny, right? Oh. And oh, like, I guess we didn't report back. Like, no. we watched that after that podcast, and we were crying. Yeah. Like, crying laughing. And I feel like many of those skits are so much fun to talk about after. Like, they, they, they some of them for are some reason, the they just time. stick with me, and, like, they're just more fun to talk about conversationally. Um, they're certainly fun to show people. Yeah, yeah sure. man. That one where he dresses up as the old man. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I just... <laughs> guys check that out because there's some funny ones there's definitely some duds you know i was looking at brad cockeyed at some point but then there were others that just started started bad and continue to go bad and then it all gets worth it It, it's all so worth it and i watch it the second time and i'm like i'm crying the whole time yeah people are like that the second this first episode of the second season has the hot dog episode it has coffin flop Y'all, coffin flop, y'all, do it. Coffin oh flop goodness. on Corncob TV. Dude, <laughs> why has nobody done a show like that exactly? I, like, it just seems like a, the right level of smart humor just mixed with the ridiculousness. With chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolute great. chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't checked that out yet, you still need to. Um. Other than that, I've uh, I caught up on a couple podcasts i um okay. nothing else yeah i'm one episode behind on dave oh man we gotta talk okay on this podcast i've been known to recommend like trash tv that's still entertaining right pretty exclusively almost <laughs> <laughs> you're never like oh this won the emmy for best right. outstanding actor in a serious role yeah right yeah, because who cares about You're that? You're like, uh, Love that, is Blind that is has already That has already made the news. I'm and like, Love is Blind is... Wh- which uh, one is that? The island one or the one where they're all blind? Like, <laughs> So I don't want to talk about Love is Blind because I want to carve out time for this other show that I want to talk about. But I will say Love is Blind. <laughs> like the There's like an aftermath a couple episodes where it shows like the couples now that... Those are typically married. the best. And so I'm looking forward to watching that. But the show that I want to bring to the table today is one that I don't like. I have finally found a trash TV reality show that I don't want to recommend. <laughs> and it was just terrible, but it still needs to be talked about. Okay. Sexy Beast. Okay. Not familiar at all. Sexy Beast is where everyone that is participating is put into costume and prosthetics. So you have no idea what they look like. So one episode, it'll be a girl going on a date and she'll go out with three other people and one will be in a panda costume. One will be dressed as a toucan and the other as a baboon or something like that. This is extensive makeup, you know? Yes. And like the best part about the show is the costume. Like it looks, that looks pretty cool, I guess, kind of, or it looks... It looks crazy and well done. What is going on in the world? People are like, somebody was watching The Masked Singer and they were mm-hmm. like, you know what? This, but for dating yeah. with real makeup and yeah. not. Well, you, and you know, even before this, The Masked Dancer came out, which doesn't make sense to me because at least in The Masked Singer, you can try to guess which whose celebrity voice it is. But how are you going to guess their dance moves? Bro, I just, I, I just feel like if you're catching the masked singer on a Monday night, you're wasting your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's also fair. Um, 
yeah so sexy beast they uh one person goes on a date uh with three people each and then they decide um who they might continue which of the aardvarks they want to hook up with yeah (laughs) and that's basically it and then and then they're gone and then the next episode is a different and so it's not even like they're spending a great amount of time together it's just okay well they won so now we might go on a date to see if this relation so there's really like not even any value like we're never going to learn more about the thing about those dating shows where they go and do these activities like it's every woman's fantasy because it's like activities you know we're going to go in a helicopter and then we're Mm going to go to dinner and then we've got this hammock set it's like the most mundane stuff at times Mm -hmm. that's like oh my goodness and we had so much fun and i'm like no you didn't nothing about this was fun right you know like it was formula like it was stunted cameras you're Mm -hmm. pretending to be interested in each other i don't know i agree I liked some of those. I like the one um, Millionaire Matchmaker. I think that's my favorite of all of those. That, partly because I, I have no idea what that show is, but it's just it sounds like it's in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, it's uh, Patty, uh, the, the Millionaire Matchmaker. Uh, I always wanted to be matched with her. Yeah, um, she's kind of a crush, but yeah, it's really funny because she goes and gets all these guys from like hedge funds and like this millionaire owns his own tech company and he's like mm-hmm. driving around in a Ferrari. And then she like sets them up with as clients and she'll recruit three girls. And I remember one guy planned a date and like the date was like in the bathtub and what? she got really mad. She's like, you're not supposed to close the deal with my clients. Like, and he was like, sorry. And he's all sheepish. And uh-huh. it was just, it was basically like, let's set bimbos up with like rich, <laughs> rich men. dudes. Um, but it was, I guess that when I put it like that, it sounds a little trashy. It was sometimes more highbrow than others. I'll tell you that. Okay. But she's a treat. Got it. Real joy. I may have to look into that. So yeah, sexy beasts, um, fun to talk about, but I don't, I I highly don't recommend it. They're going to win the Emmy for best makeup. I mean that they very well could. Um, and then also one one show that I am excited about that has not come out yet. It comes out on September 16th. You know who BJ Novak is? Uh-huh. He played, uh, for those that don't know, I mean, he's a really great writer and everything, but he played Ryan in The Office. Um, for those that just kind of know he's, casually. He's versatile AF. He yeah. was also uh, one of the soldiers in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. he's... And hasn't he written for other genre? Oh yeah, other than like quite horror? a bit. Eli Roth is the thick eyebrowed mm-hmm. guy from Inglorious Bastards, right? And he, I believe so. Yeah, he writes and directs all those horror movies, mm-hmm. and weren't they kind of partners at one point? I think so. He's he's been involved in writing with tons. Was he on SNL writing staff at yep. one point? Yes. Mm-hmm. Real real journeyman of like. I mean, BJ Novak. Anyway, go on. I think he might have also written for Conan. Wasn't he on Mindy? Uh, they dated too. Yeah, like, like in real life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they like dated in the in the show The Office. They're best friends. They're still really they they're no longer dating, but they're really good friends. Um. Anyway, he had uh, he tweeted out, "I am so excited to announce the premiere of my long-awaited comedy anthology series." Like I've never seen a comedic anthology series um uh, bro what does that mean so anthology is like a true detective where each season it's completely different cast or um 
another example would be American Horror Story, how it's like the same show, yes. but different different themes every time, right? Love that. I like how they do that with uh-huh. the same like 20 central characters or cast yeah. members doing a different, different character. Right. And sometimes they're in drag and sometimes they're the old Western cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. Or the witch, yeah. Um, and so he has announced a comedy anthology series. Um, and it says BJ Novak presents the premise Sep- September 16th, uh, FX networks and Hulu. And it looks like, uh, I mean, there's four shots. If you want to scroll through those, there's just four pictures. Um, but it looks just from the way that it's shot from these pictures, it looks like it's going to be like really well produced and cinematography is good, but What's intriguing to me, the John, mo- what's uh, his face? Uh-huh, the dude from The Walking Dead. Uh, bar- uh, it starts with a B, his last name. John. It's, uh, and I can, Bar- it's not Bartholomew. <laughs> Why did you feel like I was going to? They got Tracy know. Ross, uh-huh. whatever. Yep. Is that Diana Ross's daughter or something? Don't get me a lion. I don't know. There could be a connection. I know this guy too, but I don't know yeah. his name. It anyway. looks like it's very shot like movie quality. Yeah. And uh, the casting characters look amazing. Mm-hmm. So when you say anthology, it's going to be one central theme for this season. I, but then you're I'm already think- anticipating subsequent seasons. That's what I've seen in the past, but he really hasn't given any other info on this. But I'm a huge fan of BJ Novak, huge fan of comedy. And... Uh, it looks different enough to stand out. You know who another really accomplished writer director is that I was watching like a documentary the other day. It might've been the QAnon one on uh-huh. HBO or it was some HBO doc. I'm pretty sure. And also bombshell. I think he wrote and directed bombshell. So the same guy that wrote and directed anchorman mm-hmm. wrote and directed the big short. Yeah. 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 Wrote and directed uh, HBO documentaries and um, it crosses Wolf of Wall Street. Isn't that the same? Maybe. I thought the big short and Wolf of Wall Street. Adam McKay same. is just like a genius. Yeah. Like crossover. I mean, the range on this guy is incredible. Insane. If you look up his IMDb, I mean, he is the dude that yeah. brought you. Just some of the biggest titles across the Big Short, Vice, Step Brothers, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, the other guys. Um, I didn't even know he did Ant Man. Do the documentary. Um, what was that that he recently did? He did Book Smart, which was a great show. Uh, documentary. Yeah. Hold on. He did something like, not even a movie the other day that I, I watched. I do feel like it was one of those docu-series, but really, I was like... Cue into the storm. Exactly! Okay, so he did the whole six or eight part QAnon series that I was raving about. Mm -hmm. I've been talking to people about this. Like, I really think that that documentary convinced me, or it illuminated for me what was readily apparent that, like, the January 6th insurrection... Those people weren't Trump voters first. They weren't yeah. Trump followers first. Those people were infected with QAnon yeah. and Trump. Like, and he didn't help with any of this, right? I'm not excusing any of this. Yeah. Like, and he incited that 100. Um, percent You know, probably probably shouldn't be able to run again as a result <laughs> legally. 
Um, and that was the purpose of the second impeachment, but whatever. The whole point being that uh, the QAnon series convinced me the people that are truly deranged and cultish at the moment, they're being lopped in as just like Trump voters, but there's not 75 million like QAnon people in right. the country. The QAnon people, though, with the religious crossover aspect of it, the evangelical ties and like the fact that they really do think that they're battling some sort of um, cabal of like global pedophiles, mm -hmm. you know, of course, if you truly think that, you know, um, anyway, I was making this point to somebody recently that when I look at the images of like people crawling up the steps of the Capitol, like ants on that day, mm -hmm. all I see are people infected with QAnon. And it's funny because that Q series that the guy that has like the centaur horns or whatever it is, yeah. like you were saying he's, he was featured multiple times. Yeah. yeah. He's been featured in Q groups for years. Mm -hmm. So this is, I, I think it was them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. Anyway, that that's, that's a scary situation, but mm -hmm. the fact that he directed that in real time, like, with this amazing um colin colin was like the videographer main documentarian guy mm -hmm. uh truly incredible captivating series and i got i every night in the tub watching the credits i'd be like adam mckay the same guy that did anchorman brought me q right anyway versatile Love so that. bj novak is in that same lane mm -hmm. of like versatile crossover people yeah agreed and he was tight with like Mulaney in them, right? Uh, I believe so. He's also randomly tight with John Mayer. Like John Mayer will be um, doing like Instagram stories and stuff. And BJ Novak will just be chilling there too. Um, I haven't heard anything about John Mayer in quite a long time. He just released a new album. Yeah. Uh, 80s themed. Uh, it's pretty good. I remember. He's just been kind of staying out of the limelight. My dad uh, discovered him. Yeah. Like, I remember my dad had his first ever, like, whatever underground, underproduced album he'd ever put out. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I remember this he'd guy's... play it in his car. Yeah. And then I remember, um, what's his name? John Mayer. John Mayer. John Mayer just blew up. Yeah. Uh, I think it was his second album that just, mm -hmm. like, I was like, my dad, like, was ahead of the time yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, me and my mom would listen to the first, the first album, Room for Squares. That's uh, we listened to that before anything else had come out. Stay inside the line. Yeah. the line. I felt like I was ahead of my time on John Legend too. Oh yeah, I felt like I remembered him when I liked him on Features mm -hmm. and stuff. Well, I knew him because Kanye. Like that was whenever I first got obsessed with Kanye, and uh, Kanye produced like a lot of uh, his songs and everything. Um, and uh, funny enough. John Mayer is on that first album of John Legends was uh, with Go, or no, sorry, that's Common. Um, but anyway, John Legend with the Ordinary People, and uh, yeah, his second album was really good too. Common was my first ever rap concert. Yeah, back when it was, I just want to be, mm -hmm. be, be. Yeah. Then he was with Serena. on the corner. Was he with Serena for a long time? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he was with Serena, and now she's with uh, Alexi O'Shanahan, mm. co-founder of Reddit and yeah. Initialized Capital and all that. They're in commercials together now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always interesting to see the celebrity couples. Like, A-Rod and J-Lo really were starting to command 
the media's attention. I think they were on like a, was it a Facebook portal commercial or something mm-hmm. like that where they used to have Kim and Ye, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Or Kim and, Kim and Chloe or somebody on Facebook portal. And then mm-hmm. J-Lo and A-Rod made some big national ads. Can't and show now, that anymore. Now Ben Affleck is gotten, back with her, gotten it looks his like. Boo back. Yeah. What you think about that? I saw this montage the other day. You know that famous meme of him smoking a cigarette out in front yeah. of the door and like his eyes are closed? Uh-huh. Uh, there was a series of like similar ones where he's like wrapped in a towel on the beach looking yeah. out at the waves. And it, it shows the progression of Ben Affleck. And then the last one is his hand on her butt cheek yeah. on the beach. Well, and you know, there's an there's a older picture like where he's laying down with his hand on her butt, too. And so they have those pictures side by side and they look <laughs> exactly the same. He's doing exactly what yeah. you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. She's just, she's a different creature. She's an alien. Yeah. I mean, she's 51 or something. Yeah, she's insane. I mean, people like to think that Madonna or somebody like that was some sort of sexual vixen mm-hmm. at that age. She wasn't, you know, it was still kind of creepy. <laughs> JLo's legitimately just gorgeous. Yeah. It's just insane. When she did the Super Bowl with uh, Shakira, mm-hmm. the, both of them. I love Shakira, too. Yeah. <laughs> they were looking right. I've been loving uh, the J Balvin remix of Roses with St. John. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, anywho. Any hoozle. Any hoozle. You got me distracted now. My mistake. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, John Legend, John Mayer, BJ Novak. What happened with Chrissy Teigen recently? Like... Oh, she, she, uh, she got caught under fire for some old, she old was bullying where she was bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Pick the, the plank out of your own eye before you look at the so second line. Yeah, she's quit like social media a couple times now because she wants to stay out of the public. And, but they're another top billing advertisement couple. Like they've got some great ads out there with yeah. him doing songs over it and, yeah, for those who don't know, they like John Legend is married to Chrissy Teigen. For those that don't know, yeah, yeah, you know who another, a couple other celebrities that have just like catapulted to fame in every circle, like where you see them on a billboard, they could be promoting any product, and they're just kind of globally uh, accepted by every group. Is kind of like Martha Stewart, ironically, mm-hmm. and certainly. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So I was coming home from golf last night. Um, I'll tell this story in a second, but I saw Snoop Dogg on, I think it was a Spanish ad for Corona. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you just put Snoop next to anything yeah. and any demo will buy it yep. because he's just, he kind of universal baby. He grew into global acceptance. Like yeah. I know he started as more thug gangster, mm-hmm. like weed smoker. Did I pop people? Did I not? And then, as uh, the war on drugs kind of became less popular and the medicinal purposes of marijuana became more evident, mm-hmm. like he kind of just was already there, yeah. you know, um, he, he's just cool with so many, he's on roasts, mm-hmm. he's on rap battles, he's on home cooking shows. Like yeah. that crossover is fascinating to me. For a lot of um, rappers and like just musicians in general, m- music is now considered like a stepping stone for a lot it's like a legion source it's like okay we're gonna do this like rihanna like she hasn't released an album in many years she's just chilling with her makeup line and 
and doing all that and probably making a lot more money than she ever did off of music. Um, but a lot of them, you know, they use their talent to get a platform and then they can go uh, big business. Do you remember the first time that you ever heard Disturbia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, what it is keeps this? going, it keeps yeah. getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, but there's celebrities that become just generational. And I think it's just part of us being early 30s now and kind of, you know, we, we had 20 years of growing up and now there's like a good mm-hmm. solid 10, 11 years of like adulthood where the, the people that were starting out when we were 10, they're generational icons now. Yeah. So that, that part is kind of crazy to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I want to send a shout out to our good friend and listener of the show. She'd been featured on the show for like one sentence. Mm-hmm. Shelly Belly Seals. Yeah. I didn't realize that this was the weekend, but started to see Instagram stories Some of bachelorette. the whole train of girls just <laughs> headed down to Chilling. Charleston, South Carolina. Chilling on a boat. Yeah. Like yeah. they have a whole agenda going on. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people over there right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like genuinely wanting to be a bridesmaid um, <laughs> for this trip. Yeah, They look like they're having a blast. It was funny because she told me back in the day, I'm marrying them, so I'm the reverend, yeah. and that's uh, an important role, but she did tell me that at one point she was like, well, could you be a bridesmaid? Like, do you go on the <laughs> bachelor and the bachelorette party trips? Uh-huh. Like, I think Sierra had invited several of the guys to go on her bachelorette, Yeah. so they've gotten a lot of good, good time together recently in Nashville and now Charleston, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, they were all out on this boat. Uh, yesterday and going out in Charleston and looks like they have a whole agenda and great time. Yeah, that's awesome. So congrats to Shelly for being able to hang out. Uh, it's finally happening. And celebrate before the big celebration. Hopefully you'll listen to this uh, all out of it on the plane ride back or something, <laughs> but we're thinking about you and yeah, this is the makeup, not the makeup, this is the rescheduled uh, mm-hmm. everything, you know, yeah. everything was planned and done and then COVID and um, so I'm, I'm certainly hoping that the wedding still goes off as planned. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad that the bachelorette and the bachelor parties, which we're going to be at a bank of rooms and at the cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, Nevada in three weeks for yep. Michael. Um, this Delta variant though. Yeah. We can talk about that later, I guess, but, um, excited for y'all glad it's finally happening. Wish we were there. Man, speaking of weddings, uh, what's going on with yours? I mean, we're starting to plan away. I think you got a little uh, email or something where you had to put in some info. Yeah, um, yeah. I filled something out. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're getting ready for it. You know, it'll be later, uh, well, early next year. Um, Courtney and I recently and went uh, and picked out wedding bands. So oh, really? Uh huh. We did that earlier this week, so that's exciting. I guess that, um, yeah, I don't know what's what's new in this whole process because mm-hmm. you kind of dropped the engagement photos, but I don't necessarily hear about all of these little intricacies. So you're definitely making moves. You've mm-hmm. got your venue and all that. Yep. It sounds like, and you're already. Uh, soliciting people for save the date addresses and stuff like that so yeah yeah. so got that going on really excited about it and then 
like simultaneously we're also checking in on our house and everything you got um, a new camera roll uh yeah for me? yeah our um i yeah, love this I do, actually i love this every three week uh-huh every third week episode we're like, like let's it's a see. house so our walls have just been texturized and um oh my goodness yeah it, it's looking good man the windows are up I'm looking at a video right now that, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're getting there. Once they, um, once they got the insulin and the insulation. In, insulation. Yeah. <laughs> Is your home diabetic? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's big. <laughs> <laughs> big and rich. Oh, you got the yard. Look at all that natural light. Yeah. And then I take I take the video, I think, to the backyard and that fence that the people behind us have, that's gonna we'll have a fence exactly like that. Um then they I thought that was your fence. They do uh gardening. They plant they're gonna plant like two trees in front of our house and um that bathtub. Yeah, so there's water in it to make sure that um there's not any leaks or anything. Um Is this the master that looks out of the backyard yes right on yeah man check out that walk-in closet um yeah we're we're thrilled gonna have a bar island Mm -hmm. in the kitchen it appears oh if you are just now in the kitchen then you haven't seen the master yet oh yeah this video is longer than i didn't oh oh never mind (laughs) <laughs> oh, look at your porch and your pillars. Pillars just do it. Yeah, we're gonna pillars a, do it. We're gonna put a porch swing up. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. There's a bunch of homes around you. Uh huh. Do that, not steal. Yeah, he saw that. <laughs> what was it about growing up in the '90s that you? I remember my dad used to just take us to a construction site and he was like, all right, you can only pick one thing. <laughs> but I thought that everybody did that. But then again, I thought that. Every chocolate chip cookie at every Albertsons for like 20 years that there was a sample policy. So I would just go eat one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you were expo- you were just exposed like two gems right there that I don't feel like we should just brush. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to wrap this up, son. You got to go eat with the Andersons. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, lucky, lucky you. <laughs> uh, All right, Bob, I got you next episode, buddy. <laughs> freaking white privilege right and we're just walking in eating your cookies thanks for the apple pie i'm yeah. an american uh-huh taking your shingles <laughs> yeah. thanks for the nail gun <laughs> you're six stop that it's like i want this fort son that's a porta potty oh man that's funny well congrats dude man yeah. what's it like to watch your every aspect of your life grow up around you it's um pretty great <laughs> not a lot of downtime but um every night's just a norman rockwell thanksgiving turkey for bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know how it goes i'm happy but, for both of you thanks man we're yeah i'm looking forward to that house it'll be a lot closer to work and um, can't wait for the housewarming yeah Love any any talks of your bachelor stuff yet um not yet but i will talk off We'll talk yeah, before I leave. Off the record. Yeah. Just because I have uh, some favors to ask, maybe. Yeah. For the wedding, not the. Ah, uh, okay. Not the bachelor. Okay. But, 
Yeah. I'll marry y'all. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who, who's marrying y'all? Uh, Pastor uh, Wells. That's right. From the Arlington Church. That's very appropriate. Yeah. He's awesome. That's very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's going to be a big celebration. I can't wait to. Yeah. I can't wait to mix it up with your guest list that I know is going to yeah. be, you know, a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's amazing. I've got Michael and Shelly's wedding. I've got mm-hmm. Sierra and Paul's wedding upcoming. Yeah. Uh, my friends Ashley and Aaron are getting married the same weekend. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I will not be able to attend that one. Uh, I've got my colleague Jody's wedding uh, out in Agora Hills, California. Legit. Um, who else? Anybody else? And then you guys mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. It's a busy season for weddings with all the makeups and then all the original ones. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. You ready to move towards some shout outs and getting out of here? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go get some good lunch and then I think we're going to get on the boat today. Courtney has to work, but I'm still going to hang out with her family. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks, but, babe. <laughs> yeah. um, so well, shout- You are family upcoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the son-in-law. That's right. So it'll be a fun time. Um, shout outs again, Cameron Burks, Peter and Cynthia Gust. Safe um, travels, y'all. Yeah, definitely. And uh, congratulations for once again being Texas residents. Yeah, seriously. Peter, send us an audio snippet on just like how crazy you've been driven over the last eight years. Like, what? Yeah, if you send us an audio, we'll we'll uh, we'll feature you in next episode. Like, cause... did it drive you crazy? Did you always feel like sustained progress, moving towards a goal? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't even understand how that works. Yeah, because I'm like five years in. There's that's like that's well, like a, maybe believe... a little over halfway through, and I can't believe that. I remember him showing up to Swahoo. I'm pretty sure he was 17 years old <laughs> and intentionally knew everything he was gonna do. Yeah. You know, like married the first girl he laid eyes on, like became everything he wanted to be. That's very interesting to me because I was just starting the process of trying to figure out, you know, what you want where do I go with yeah. this, you know, mm-hmm. in many ways. So I'm a lot fascinated. Of us are like that. I'm fascinated by these people that, you know, at, at the end of everything, he's probably what, 28, 29 year old doctor, mm-hmm. you know, pretty, Insane. pretty good position to be in. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to the guests, safe travels. Uh, shout out to Shelly Belly and her entire wedding party. Absolutely. Several listeners on that trip. Mm-hmm. Hope y'all have safe travels. And um, yeah. Alec, Rochelle, Brock. All the usual the suspects. Gibbons, and, like, and, and that's our listeners. Yeah, don't. We could pretty much name all 38 of y'all. <laughs> it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, anywho. Well, I hope to see you again soon for. Number 78. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, shout out to Dylan and uh, Katie. I know that they've been listening. I know that they like listen. Was he right in away Oshkosh? Yes. He just flew so over there. They're traveling too. Uh-huh. Um, We're probably getting listened to mile high a lot recently. Hey. Hey. Damn. Eyes <laughs> in the skies. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Great episode, man. I'm happy to be yeah. sitting here with you. I love you. Love you, bro. And uh, we'll catch y'all up next time. Bye-bye.